Episode of the Bitch Mom ENT. We back live, baby. We got the big three here. As y'all already know, if y'all don't, y'all haven't been paying attention. CJ, Cincinnati's very zone, is handling business. He's about to have a kid, so he's currently tied up. We'll see him probably in a month. But we got Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, the bitch your mother sends me in. How you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back. I'm back. Like Ron said. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> you try to sound like bass. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Miles, smooth. I'm ready to dive in for it. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk about these, these topics tonight. Facts. But before we even start, yo, did y'all add to y'all legacy? I didn't check it out. Not in the last couple of days. No. But we'll see. Before we even start, make sure you subscribe, like, follow, share with everybody. It could be your best friend's mom, Zach Wilson. It could be your parents' new wife, Steph. Don't matter. Share it with any and everybody. Now, talking about Auntie and Legacy, for those that didn't get it and it went over your head, you're talking about Katie. Katie, right now, is the price too high for Kevin Durant? And it's it's a layered thing that we're talking about with Kevin Durant because the, the trade isn't happening probably anytime soon. But is the price too high? And the second part, which we'll get to, because we're going to start off with this, is this price too high? The Adam Silver chiming in, dealing with the forced trade request, and I want to be traded with years left on the contract. Adam Silver chimed in on that, and we definitely want to talk about that. Because we mentioned it literally probably 13, 14 episodes ago, when the stuff started first happening with James Harden that this next CBA meeting is going to be heavy in the favor of the owners. They're not letting this stuff slide anymore. But KD, 34 years old, 90 games in the last three years, and the Nets want the biggest U-Haul brick truck to be pulled up to the Barclays Center. I mean, as they should. I mean, it's Kevin Durant, so it's not like we're talking about Zach Levine over here. It's Durant. He's one of the best, like, top 15 players of all time, I think. And, yeah, even with the injuries, if you add them to your team, that automatically should put you in the, the title conversation. I mean, it put the Nets in the conversation right off the bat. So I think from the Nets' perspective, what they're asking for is not too high. They're supposed to ask this. You're not going to take less 
portrayed in Kevin Durant. But at the same time, a lot of these teams are hesitant because it's like he has been hurt the last couple of years. He might help us for the next two, three years, but then what happens after that? Like, I mean, if you're banged up during your 30s, it doesn't usually get any easier for you. So, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, he might end up being a net to start the season, for good or for bad. I mean, I, I don't know what else he can do to get out of the situation, but <laughs> call this boy James. I mean, he doesn't seem like he could put on weight like that. So he got to do something that's out the window. Because you're very right, because as of right now, it does not look like this is happening anytime soon. And Kevin Durant isn't going to go the James Harden approach for what we think. The thing is where I think, on the next perspective, the price isn't too high. But for some of these other teams, the price is too high. Because, for example, let's say New Orleans, right? You're talking about trading B.I., they said 24, 25. Hades, 34. By the end of this contract, it'll be 37, 38. I mean, I wouldn't trade some of my young pieces, yeah. like even Toronto, rightfully so. They're talking about, hey, you're not getting the rookie of the year. Right away, you're not, he's not on the table. Scotty Barnes is not on the table. But if you Brooklyn, I need Scotty Barnes. Yeah, with these teams who are trying to trade for him, it's not like it's a 10-year plan where you're going to have this guy for the next 10 years. This is something where they're trying to win a title in the next two or three years to maximize what they have in Kevin Durant while he's still one of the best players in the NBA. So, we'll see. What do you think, Mr. Matt? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Maple. Yo, (laughs) that's not asking for too much of an injury for KD. It's it's all fair. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Nets fan. I know that's people kind of jump to. But I think if any KD was on any other team in the NBA and they were to push with that three to five players up in the contract in the same conversation, and it's another thing. What makes this tricky is the fact that KD has it's a question to go to two teams where you know the young all star talent they have on the team are pieces they can't move because they gut their team and gut their championship hopes. So it's a place if you gut that team and you take off a Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns, it's like oh is, is this even a place that KD wants to go play at anymore, right? I, I think it's, a, it's at least a bit overstated too. I I will say this: what you guys said a minute ago about KD coming back and how good he is coming back, I think it's all fluff. I don't see anything. I think it's a 10% chance that guy's back. I've been saying that. I want him to come back. It makes sense for him to come back, right? I think it, it, it does. But there's a whole part here where it's like, you don't want to be here. Like, let's move on from this thing. It doesn't really work. I don't think they're coming back. Kyrie's not coming back to the Nets. The Nets have made a hard line stance. We don't, I don't have to dive into that because I think we'll get to Kyrie. I'm sure there's a point in this thing we'll talk about. Him, so I'm not going to just feel all under like I tend to do sometimes. But what I will say is with the Katie situation, they're not asking too much. I think that these are, it's going to be a three or four team trade. It's going to be the biggest trade in NBA history, and rightfully so, because this is the best player in NBA history that ever hit the trade market. Like, period. Like, guys don't like this, don't get traded. Michael Jordan didn't get traded. Ron didn't get traded. Kobe wanted to get traded, but didn't get traded. If Kobe had gotten traded, I'm th- I think he'd be saying, like, it's very similar conversations back in 08, 07, mm-hmm. right? When he had to smush Parker and wanted out of there, it'd be the same type of conversation. So, um, and you're talking about a four or five team deal to get the Lakers back the assets they deserve. 
for a running back caliber. It's no different here. I think this is going to take a long time for this trade to materialize because of how many teams have to get involved to facilitate the assets the Nets need to make this thing work. That's the bottom line. But I think it does work out eventually where he's not a broken neck anymore. Could uh, you see him going to the Lakers? Who? You know what I mean? We're supposed to be talking having serious conversation. I, I, I go on Bleacher Report. I go, I go on all these stupid apps and I hear all these stupid trades all day. I didn't come here for that. But, no, but if they were to, you know, get rid of AD, would you take AD back in a Kevin Durant trade? That doesn't look for my vote. Not really. He's a great player and all, but I, I don't, that's what I vote who, who, We lose that trade. You ain't we lose energy with KD. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but like, like but well, I, I got Scotty Barnes. I feel good. I feel pretty good. Not saying that Scotty Barnes will be KB, but I got Scotty Barnes, OG, and guys like that. I feel pretty nice. But Cal Bridges, I'm actually very interested in Cal Bridges. I'm very. I think he'd be an All Star, like a consistent guy who's an All Star, just repeatedly throughout his career, more more than once. I think he can do that. I like him a lot. You I'm think you ain't missing AD working out for the more with Shooter? He's not a good season, by the way. I, I like him. I'm, I'm nice to AD than you are. I'm not sure than you are, but I'm saying, you know, I'm not. Like, so what's the end game here? If I get AD back, I'm not getting a ton of drum draft power from the Lakers. It's not a real trade. There's not like you said, it has to be third or trade. I guess. I, I'm not interested. I'm like, I love AD. AD's here for Brian. I love Brian and AD figure it out. And when they're good and they're helping them, well, they're the best goal in the NBA. And they are. But, you know, I, I'm good where I'm at. But Ben, you get some shooters around Ben Simmons. <laughs> How about that? Adam Silver came out. Right? Adam Silver came out. He chimed in. He chimed in. That's coming up next. <laughs> Adam Silver chimed in. Said the league will look into remedies, remedies regarding players requesting trades early into their contracts. He also touched on the conversation of load management. Not a fan of that either. I'll just say on this regard, and we discussed this, and then I'll pass the ball to Yakor. When they come to these negotiations again, when this when the current contract CBA is up, they, the NBA players are not gonna like it because the owner is not with none of this. James Harden doing his current CBA has done this twice with Houston and Brooklyn. You got Ben Simmons pulling his stuff in Philly. Now KD's wanting out. You got AD. They still not. They still haven't let that go. That AD basically forced his way over to LA early, and that was really a Rich Paul connection right there. And that's a whole another level of it. Those next meetings, the owners, the owners are going to have something to say, especially again with the low management too. Like it's going to be for the first time probably in a while. You hear it on the radio shows, you hear it on, you see it on Bleach Report, you see it on Twitter. A lot of fans are going to be cheering for the owners in this next negotiation. Players have too much control. That's what it comes down to. Even though you, you do root for the player over the owner because, you know, it is a business and players do get traded when they've been with a team for years and they just let them go. But at the same time, my dad always says, like, these players sign a contract. Owners don't have to, you know, abide by what they want. 
once you're signed and you're getting paid by this team, you can't just, you know, one day be like, I don't want to be here anymore and expect the next day, all right, where do you want to go? You want to go to Miami? You want to go to LA? All right, I'll send you there. It's not really supposed to work like that. So, yeah, in the next CBA meetings, and this has got to change because the whole Harden situation has been, you know, toxic. It's been, it's been fun to watch, but <laughs> and it's been toxic because I've never seen someone do it back to back years. Like he did it to Houston, was balling and just creating havoc. And then all of a sudden the next year, he wasn't really balling, but somehow he got his way out. So I don't know. There's too much leeway given to the players and something's got to give. I, this is the best conversation that you guys will hear about this period. I heard Colin Howard ranting about this this morning and all this stuff, and, and, and no one's going to take oh my spot on why I want to take it. Oh a lot of people don't like that guy. But <laughs> a lot of people don't. And I understand this, though. But this is the best conversation you're going to get about this from any, any outlet. I'm just going to just preface my comments by saying that the NBA is in a sort of dangerous place. I've been thinking about this repeatedly over the last course of the week or the last couple of weeks, for a long time. This is a hard thing happened to, to, to the Nets. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this. The NBA is headed towards a dangerous place where now basketball culture is going to be predicated on stand culture. It's not going to be about what team you for, what player you for. It's already there. Young guy, young kids, not, you know, Miles has already been growing into being an Knicks fan, right? I've grown into being a Nets fan. It's Holmes growing into being a Lakers fan, right? Like, you grow up with these teams, you grow up watching teams and idolizing certain players, but also just rooting for the franchise to do well. No matter who's on the team, you root for that, that you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you root for that team. There's loyalty there. That doesn't exist for the young guys because God, players are so mobile now that you can't they, they don't they can't latch on to one team. They don't latch on to a culture, they latch on to a player, and where that player goes, I'm a fan of that team now. And yeah. it's very easy to do that. And so that's a problem with the business of the NBA. Right? Just just explaining it simply. Like some people may not understand why it's a problem, but it is because you can't sell rivalry games, right? Boston, LA will, at one point won't be a rivalry anymore. That we're, we're gonna outgrow that. We're gonna outgrow that, right? The you have no rivalry games at all. Think about how upset my, uh, Silver was sitting in his office when he heard that Katie asked him to trade. Don't you think he thought, oh my god, we're gonna sell so many tickets to be pandemonium next six years next year? We can build a real rivalry here. Everyone hates Harden on that side. The Philly just hates everybody, and everybody hates Philly. But the Nets, we can build something here, right? And don't you think it also mattered to him that KD was in the biggest media market, or one of the biggest media markets in the world, playing for the Nets, the team that needed that guy to bring it to relevance, bringing that fan base up in, in, in Brooklyn, right, that borough, so to get the more revenue coming in, and get two, and imagine having two good teams in New York at the same time, which is where we're, where we're headed. Well, we were headed, right? And I think we'll still get there, regardless of the whole conversation. But that, like, that's something that he was hoping for, right? For the, that's good for the business in the NBA, pushing it forward. They think about these things. The average man doesn't. So it, it's a problem. It's a bad thing for the, for the business of the league when you have guys shifting around because you just create this culture where, again, it's about the players, it's about individualism, not about the team. And not about and you're not growing organically these fan bases anymore, nope. right? Now this, the the only team that really has that probably the Warriors and Utah. But no one cares about Utah. But like the, the, like you know, like no one goes there. The Warriors have grown their thing from the bottom up. 
right? They farm that thing. It's good. They, they, these guys are grass-fed. Draymond grass-fed. You know, those dudes, they, they, they all brought them in themselves. But like most teams, they're going out there and acquiring these big stars. And so these fan bases are very shifty and very tricky. And that's just kind of the way it works. And it's bad for the league. Also, that's the reason why I think that a lot of people can look at the KD situation, you know, and be like, oh, well, you know, you know it, it, why, what's wrong with what he did? You don't move for and that tells me you don't move for a team. You don't like you would feel that pain if you were 14. If it happened to you, which it could easily happen to anybody, by the way, this is where we're headed. These new young dudes in the NBA, KD set the tone for that the new the new young dude, right? Who's gonna come in the NBA, be the next superstar, and eventually want out of the situation. You could be playing for the Knicks, you could be playing for the Lakers, you could be playing for whatever, right? God knows where, right? But it, it's just it, it's crazy. And before I, I hear this in the comments, I'm gonna dead it now. Don't compare LeBron to this. LeBron is on every contract he's ever been on. I know that he started the player mobility thing by leaving in free agency once his contract was over. Big difference. Big difference between what he does and what Kyrie does and what James Harden does and what Ben Simmons does. And you know, KD, right? You're not you're not honoring your contract. KD agreed up for five years. And then heading into the four-year part of the deal, the, the long stretch, I want out. Why? Because you guys disrespected my my, my you know, Kyrie Mahomes. Give me a break. It's a joke. That's the other thing too, where it's like, with this happening, you can't even really celebrate when you see a player on your team take an extension. What comes to my mind, everybody is like, oh, Zion is staying. Pump the brakes because KD's under contract and KD wants out. Who's to say it doesn't go sour at some point with Zion, for example? Who's to say Devin Booker, even he got an extension, doesn't eventually want out. There's precedent set now. KD's done it. I could do it too. I got four years off my contract and be like, yo, I want out. Now, by the time Zion and Devin Booker they would do that, the CBA would probably change it. But still, that's where this is headed. In regards to KD before you transition, right? I'm going to name some stars. Tell me, would you trade these stars for KD? Not superstars, but stars. Trade these stars for KD and be okay with KD for Jalen Brown. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. KD, Paul George. Yeah. In a heartbeat. I don't know why the Clippers have made that call, by the way. Clippers should make that call. Don't tell Paul George, but <laughs> offer him a trade and let's talk about it. It makes sense. It's, it's Kevin Durant. KD, D-Book. That's the one that's kind of up in the air. That's a tougher one just because of the way that team's constructed. So I'll say no. But not because D-Book is better than KD or because it's not worth it's not worth the price. It's just because of the way that team's constructed. But yeah, I, I, I guess I, I guess I wouldn't trade for for Last one. KD, because it's mentioning you know the the trades that's popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. KD, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Harvey. Yeah, Harvey. That that that's a that's a trade, and that's a realistic one, by the way. That's the one where we can break Knicks fans' heart one more time. <laughs> get this guy, get 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 getting this guy a fourteen deal when they think they might get him, uh, but they won't trade RJ. We'll talk about it. But perfect transition. I literally set it up like that on purpose. The last name on the list is Donovan Mitchell. The next topic is, what's the best fit for Donovan Mitchell? We hear the Knicks. We hear Miami. 
we hear Toronto, which I think in a lot of these trades, Toronto really has the most to offer out of all the teams in terms of, in terms of players, young, young players, and some draft picks. If you want a lot of draft picks, it's obviously New York. They said they have 11 draft picks up until the CBA is done. I did they can use eight, eight out of those 11. So if you really look up some draft capital, you go to New York. And if you want some younger pieces, I say you go to Toronto. Or even Miami. They Miami. don't have as much to trade. Yeah. Like draft capital-wise, they don't have no, as much. No, no, no. They have, they have, they have and, then, and then players, pretty much every trade we've been hearing concerning KD, Donald Mitchell, Hero, is, yeah, Hero Duncan Robinson, and I don't think that's enough compared to what the Knicks and Toronto will offer. But Donald Mitchell, what's the best fit for Donald Mitchell? Best fit would probably be Miami. I mean, him, Jimmy, Bam, Kyle. I mean, not a big fan of Kyle. Right I don't now, think but, really are. But I think that team, they're on the cusp of the NBA Finals again this year. And imagine if you add Donovan Mitchell next to Jimmy Butler. So, I think Pat needs to make that call. They got to find a way to do something. Because this team that's constructed is cool, but they're... I still got Milwaukee above Miami. Milwaukee... And Boston is above Miami. They are, they are three or four seed. Who would you rather have here in Miami? Is the question. And it is, I'm not. I'm asking this rhetorically because I think that this is a question we're talking about. Oh, you're talking about like Durant or Donald yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, you would rather have Durant than Mitchell. But it's about the what price. you have to give up. The price, and I understand that. I, I get what you're saying. But I think there's a way you can do a bigger deal where you land the KD and Donald Mitchell rerouted somewhere else, and maybe it's not the Nets. Maybe it is. I don't know. Because that's not the whole issue. They can't have Mitchell and Simmons. Um, Same with the can't have Ben and Simmons. And that's why the E trade is tough because it, it's tough. It's tough for the Nets to do it with them. Like you know, they have to have three teams, four teams, five teams, whatever. Like they have to, to get the reroute. Yes, the Nets need. But I guess the question that Ronnie has to ask himself. I heard you, you heard the report. I'm sure you locked in that the, uh, Sean Marks and the GM and the Heat were out in dinner in yeah. Vegas. They have to with them. So. I didn't think they really want Kevin Durant. I think he's the number one option. I think Don Mitchell's the fallback plan, but the Knicks are going to be so aggressive, they're going to kind of force them to really get aggressive too and match that, match their energy. Rightfully so, it makes sense. If any team in the world, if you got a chance between KD, you KD, right? KD, and in regards of, I think too, which is a fact. There's no no shock in saying this, but KD is more of a proven scoring commodity. That's going to then, a hey, Jimmy, Jimmy don't have to be the number one, and he's the number two with KD. That's, that's a scary combination. That's a championship team. That's a really scary combination. And hey, that's my boy, you out of the paint. That's completely, completely different. Right. You add Bam, Bam in the mix. You got Shrews, you got Benching. You got Victor Oladipo who showed up last year, coming off the bench too, giving you some solid minutes. Kyle Lowry, hopefully he loses some of that baby fat. And you're talking about a different a different squad. The Knicks now, who we've been saying, and this is the move. This is their moment. Everybody's been saying from Wins Horse to 
anybody that has a Twitter account. Well, Dive Mitchell to the mix, but but wait, wait, wait. Just give the podcast credit because we talked about this perfected trade months ago. Months and I've been ago. arguing with I mean, there's clips of me arguing with them for miles about this. About Dave Lewis and Donovan Mitchell. There was a big move coming that the opportunity the opportunity presented itself, the Knicks would have to be ready and give up whatever they need to give up to make this, this thing happen. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, just clips. We've been saying this for, for months. It's been we could be talking about Tony Romo and this trade has come up. <laughs> As mentioned, Nick's obviously, he called you Mr. Met, but obviously it's Mr. Nick. He had a Leon Rose number on speed dial because the Knicks have came out and said what Miles has been saying for the last four or five months. RJ Barrett is not an option to be traded. Crazy what we live And on the poll that we put up, it was about 65% voted that RJ Barrett was the one untouchable for New York. 65% agreed with Miles, Leon Rose, and the rest of the Knicks front office. I'd like to hear from Miles about this. What the hell are you talking about, RJ Barrett? What is it? Why is he? What is he? Since when did he come? The, the same coming on Michael Jordan? Is he? Is he? Since when? Since when is he Jason Tatum like? Since when is he Jalen Brown like? Where's gonna build? Does he have? He, he takes something and just like. No, I just want to know why. Why is he untouchable? Why is Tyler Hero a touchable conversation, but he's not? Please explain to me. Because. We've, we've seen what happens. Like he's not a defender. He's good off the bench on this stacks Miami team. But let's see what he can do as a starter. I, I, I argue that's harder. It's harder to be good on a great team than it is to be on a bad team like RJ's been. It's harder to be what Tyler Hero does than what RJ does. It's harder? It is. It's harder he to be Jimmy, Jimmy to, to take the pressure off of him. So... I don't, what I don't pressure does RJ have on him? Y'all, you guys don't go in the game expecting to win him. What, what pressure does he have on him? <laughs> I, I don't understand. <laughs> the, the pressure for guys like you who, who just don't believe in his game. I just don't get it because, I mean, over the last, you know, 60% of the season, we saw a different RJ, which you don't want to give him credit for. But over the last 60 games, then? 60%. I, 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 Definitely gave RJ his credit to numerous Knicks fans. Even with the podcast that he's played well, he's done some good things. I, I know you remember that. Like, there's no way you don't remember me giving him credit. I have given him credit. I don't think he is number three overall pick good, but I think he's a good NBA player. I think he's a good player. There are guys, I don't have Kyle Bridges over him right now. And we're talking about he's untouchable. What are we, what? Like, I don't understand. For Donald Mitchell? Hey, the other thing, too. He's not going anywhere. I'm sorry. It's the other thing, too. What if you don't with, get him because of it? Miles. Okay. With Miles, too. We saw the reports. Most people in GM positions said that they feel RJ Baird is more valuable than what, Tyler Tom, what do you think it is? Why is this case? The defensive aspect. And I think He's unfairly. Every year. He's improving you, but I think unfairly. Yeah, you could keep on the eyes. You could, yeah, and you could be ass and be not an ass the next year. It doesn't make much difference. What are we talking about? <laughs> zero times, zero times one is what? It's zero. And I don't understand Bro. what we're talking about. He averaged 26 and three last year, but he, he averaged what? He averaged 26 and three. He averaged 26 and three. Yeah. 
Look it up. Look it up. I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. But he's ass. I gotta look it up. 26. I forgot. 26 sounds happy. He's playing against Plum. I, I think he's saying 20 points and no, six. No, 26 and three. 20, yeah, 26 and three. Separate, separate, separate. Oh, 20, I was at 26 points. I'm like, this no, guy no, no, had 26? No. Why did I just say when? 26 and three? What about the other part? I think he's got 26 and points and three assists. Now, you know he don't pass. But 26 <laughs> you don't points. Pass. <laughs> but I think, I think Loki, they, they're unfairly holding it to – Tyler Hero, how he played in the playoffs, even though that's he, unfair. He was he was injured. I really think they be looking unfair. at that because playoffs. If we saw the Tyler Hero that we saw in the bubble, they're probably in the finals again. But Tyler Hero was playing injured. And you had Kyle Lowry over there eating chimichurri steaks, and then Jimmy Butler was doing everything by himself. Bam was still focused and upset. I didn't get defensive player of the year, and nothing happened. It was Jimmy. It was Jimmy Schultz and Vincent getting busy. I think the defensive thing is fair. Arden is a clear superior defensive player. It's all physical ability. That's cool. That's great. I get that. And I also think that teams would want to do that if they're looking at each team, like the Knicks, compared to the Heat, because the Heat might be one player away from you know. That's true. Doing that, but but the Knicks you trade in the Knicks aren't so. I mean, that's the whole hesitation. You trade RJ. You trade RJ. We're not, you know, but bounds and leaps better than we were the day before. We're not a, is, all is of a sudden that, like a top three team. Is is Donovan Mitchell not bounds and leaps better than RJ Barrett? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't understand. You'd rather pair them. Ooh, that's I, ideal. Yeah, that's yeah. ideal. That's yeah. ideal. I get that. I actually agree with that. What I'm telling you is that trades are really ideal. That's what the teams that they don't work KD sweepstakes. You can't, it's not, you're not going to have to take any two. You have to give up something and get something. If what, what if for some weird reason you toss it, I want RJ Barrett? You're not going to give up RJ Barrett? Like, for some weird reason. But, yeah, for some weird reason. <laughs> but I also saw a good point someone made where they said, Utah, I don't know if they're going to trade for guys who, coming up, they have to sign them to a long-term extension. Maybe they're just blowing this thing up. I don't Bring back some young pieces, develop them, and I see what they have there. Yeah. Tyler Hero may not be in their plans. No. He's an extension guy. They have to look yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. The Rudy Bear trade, which that was that was wow. the dumbest trade I've seen in a while. Where the team team gets a four first round picks for a guy who plays defense, and that's about it. Hey. And he, he makes free throws. He makes free I said throws. I said it already. He's already in the running. Danny Age is already in the running for executive of the year. To pull, to pull that off. Yeah, he's good at this. He's good at this stuff. He's good, he's good at the jackets, but not trading for the superstar when he's seen from the cusp. He sucks at that. Hey. He'll be fired soon. Not only in Utah. No, he won't get fired. Not in Utah. That's that's home for him. <laughs> he got a ranch or something. <laughs> he's not getting fired. No, I mean, like, you don't give it. Like, when they when they finally are the front where they can compete and they have their young talent coming into Utah. That um, man got a 10 year contract with him. He got a ranch on Yellowstone. <laughs> he he's that he good. They love him. It's perfect place. We said this when it was happening. When, when Danny Ainge left, we, oh, we said on the show. We did call it. We said on the show. He was on Utah. Utah. We did call it. And we, we there were no reports at the time. There was nothing. We he, just said he, where he would he go? Oh, he went Utah. We, did, we just said insert widest place here. Utah came from. You know he you know he probably already. Donated to a lot of the Mormon churches over there and whatnot. He's a he's a value to the community now. He's not going anywhere. He'll be around. 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 He'll be
But <laughs> I, I, it's um, I, this whole situation is crazy. I mean, you're right. It's a really good point. But if level levelheads are prevailing here, I would like to talk about Javier more. But we think about it. The Knicks have the easiest. We can have the best situation, the easiest pathway to a trade with them because they have draft picks to trade, and they have young players that aren't up for extensions like IQ. Uh, IQ Q would probably be someone that would have to go in this situation. Well, well, IQ, Grimes, Grimes or Obi, one of those, and then someone Free else. Free Obi. Get Obi away from Tom Thibodeau, please, for Obi's sake, because this man is not playing. Yeah, and if we're talking about a trade for that, that can't just be for Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like a guy, he's like a, he's like a collateral damage. Because the same thing, you're looking at you know pieces that you could possibly see where they fit. But like he's one not, of those pieces. He's talented. You're not paying him big money to be a big year. No. You're not paying him big money. So it doesn't. But he can find a role in Utah that he doesn't have over here. In, in yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, there's a lot of that. And he's just a throw in the trade. So a guy who was a top 10 pick maybe three, four years ago yeah. as a throw in. Oh, okay, okay. That's a chance you got to take. Let's check the combination because it's not about RJ anymore. It's not about Todd Euro because neither one of these guys are people that. Are going to be traded? Yeah, that you can make me interested in. Just because they're not interested in them. Although I hope we have a plot twist and that does happen. I'd love to have that conversation again. We typically talk to our RJ Truthers about what the hell is going on. It would hurt if it happened. But I don't know why. But anyway. Why? You don't know why? Because it wouldn't make me any, like, I wouldn't feel any better than I would the day before. Like, what do you mean? Like, you have a perennial all-star in your team and you have Jalen Brunson. I still have Julie Fred on my team. He's tradable. He's tradable. He's tradable. He is tradable. He is. But he's not going to recoup those first round picks. And, and yo, keep it a buck. Hold on. Julie Fred is better than Andre Barry. All right? Let's, let's relax. Relax. Y'all doing way too much. Like, uh, Julie Fred is better than Andre Barry. So um, you guys are better off there having that big three. I mean, hey, Kyle Fuller is shooting 40%. From where? From, from, from the field. That's okay. Yo, that's I'm, not okay. Saying, I'm not saying it's a good year. That's okay. I'm not saying it's a good year. I'm telling <laughs> you that he's going to have a better year. He came back down to earth after the COVID year where he shot out of his mind. That's what I'm saying. The final shot gave him hours. He pulled up the summer looking like tomorrow. That's not what happened. <laughs> that's not what happened. He was not for me. <laughs> no, that's, you know, that's crazy. Bro. Yo, Julius Brandon would play something better this year. I just think so. I, I think you have to help. hope so. He's, he's in, in the first year of that four-year deal we just did. He's going to rise to the mean, the average. What is the average? Somewhere between what you saw in the COVID year and what you saw last year. That's a good player. It's a damn good NBA player. He's not no all-star. He may be the occasional all-star, but like he's not. But he's not. He's not consistently one. That's fine. Yeah, he's third, the third option. Out of the arena. He could be great. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we can, whatever. We can see Carmelo come to New York. <laughs> 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 If you had to predict real quick, just making a prediction, not on Mitch Rule, you will start off next season in what jersey? Orange and blue. That's probably the most likely situation currently. It's just about what, what you, you for Yeah, what you give up for him. I know most Knicks fans let's just, let's not be, don't agree with trading RJ. We're okay with trading IQ, Ryan. OB, OB, Reddish, literally every other yeah, young piece no, that we had, but RJ. It's not crazy. But, hold on, hold on. So you think he'll be, do you think he'll be a Nick? Who? You. Me? Next season. 
if you had more, if you had I, think likely, I think it's most likely the outcome unless he's stolen in 14 trades with Aiden, which could still happen. Still so happen. I think it, it lowers his percentage chance like a 60% chance that he's in it, which is still a great chance. But let's hear what is your deal. Because I always find this so hilarious when you, when you give me this perspective trades. Well, what is the deal <laughs> you think is going to happen? I think what deal lands him in New York in your mind? What would you do? Closer to my dream. Leon Miles. Yeah. Said I'm getting higher. It definitely would include six or seven first round picks. I mean, if Rudy's getting four first round picks, that's like the bar minimum. That's the bar minimum. I'm getting like like 30 picks for KD. But go ahead. Don't be so sure of that. I'll be, I'm, Don't I'm be very so sure, sure of that. I'm very sure of that. All right. Let me make sure. But go ahead. Six first round picks. Depends on how Utah sees IQ, but I could see them going more so towards Obi, Reddish, or Grimes. One of those two. So IQ survives this. Well, they seem to be buddy buddy. So I think ideally, if Mitchell wants to come here, What's say that Mitchell have a name? He's signed a four-year deal. He has no say. He only to decide what friends he has to play with. But okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Let me answer up. Oh, you're right. You're right. You. But it, it all depends on how teams view IQ. Because he's played the six-man role, and a lot of people try to downplay him and say, I don't know if he's a starting point guard this season. Maybe he's like a Lou Will. So is that someone you're willing to trade for? At some point, you'd have to pay him maybe $17, $18 million a year. Yeah, they can do that, but that's not fine. They got to trade Pat Beverly, the only point guard over there. So, what are you talking about? And I think that he has to lose his deal, but okay. So, what's your deal? What's, it, what's your deal? I forget what I'm talking about. Forget the common sense part of this, which I'm bringing to the table here. What are you going to do? What are you going to trade for him? Obi, Grimes, and six first round picks. Well, two players and six first round picks. Who else am I going to? I'm not. What do you mean I'm not? <laughs> what are you saying? You don't want to get RJ. You don't want to get IQ. IQ is going to cost you down the initial? That's it. If they ask for him, you're not trading them? No, most likely you would. But then you'd have to take some of those pieces out. What, so, do, you, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What, what pieces are coming out? Is IQ winning? <laughs> what? Yo, what did IQ turn out on our business, right, bro? No, I really do hope this trade goes through. Because then once we see what happens, and we see that it's really about the first round picks more so than getting like an RJ. You're giving up Grimes and Obi. That's a good get. Grimes looks like he's a starting shooting guard in this league right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I like yeah. he's, a, he's one of the people that want to get back to They might. I like I'm agreeing with Miles Lessengar. They might mess around and just try to get the draft picks and some of these young players. In hopes of probably trading them at some point, so they don't have to pay them, because they might try to take. Think, the, think, think what OKC's done. Mm, no, I think they, they might try to. Picks. They might try to take the route of what Houston is doing. So Houston right oh, now, like super young, super young, but also in this regard, Houston right now wants to get rid of Eric Gordon. They won't have anybody on the roster that makes more than ten million dollars. That I, do you any good when you're not a free destination? Though. No, I get that. I'm saying they might go. They might go that route. I understand. And draft a bunch of. But then you got it. You want to get that? Like you can help grow an organization too, especially if you're going to trade Pat Beth, who's playing point guard that team here. 
It's not Mike Conley because he's up out of there early. Well, I think if their goal is to try to make sure to get the highest pick, you're going to start at that bet. <laughs> you're going to play that bet. Nah, that bet is not there for losing. It's going to be a problem with that. And in Utah, you know, you talking about the monkey and racial slurs. you got to avoid the situation. So I think that you have that in Utah is, is, is like crazy. It's not a good idea. It's not safe for him. I think. I think <laughs> it's, not, it's not a safe situation for Pat Bev. It's not safe. So he needs to be a I think they get a, I think He's going to be a leaker or something weird, some random. Like, <laughs> I think it'll be a buyout. I'm just saying, if they, in the hopes of making sure we lose as much as possible, you start a Pat Bev in that Utah team with IQ in the backcourt. Like, <laughs> that's what you would do. If I'm being honest with Pat Bev's too dark to play Utah, bro. <laughs> um, the Mormons is not gonna be cheering for no one that dark. Transition. Kai Kyrie Irving. I don't know how deep we'll dive into this, or if there's much conversation needed on this one, but. Now's report saying that really, if it's up to Kyrie, his choice really is to be in LA as a Clipper to be coached by Tyloo, or to be in Dallas playing with Luca and coached by J Kid. And the Lakers, the Lakers narrative is being pushed by the Lakers. Mm. Where do you think? Kyrie actually ends up because I think we're all on the same page. It is 98% likely we will not see this man in a Brooklyn Nets jersey unless it's in the summertime wearing his own jersey ever again in the Barclays. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Clippers should want to trade for him. I don't know if that's the good spot for him or he doesn't fit what they're trying to do. Yeah, what are they trying to do? They're trying to win a championship. Yeah, and that because. I mean, he's, he's a black panther, so clearly he's, he's got other other goals in life right now. He's not he's not exactly focused on winning. He's he, he, hold on. He's a black panther who cares a lot about money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so so I think that he's on a one year deal. And Steve Brockman just took on the work. He, he took a gamble with John Wall. What the hell? Forget about John Wall. Forget John Wall. Hold on, hold on, hold on. John Wall. What John Wall. No, but what? What is the? Well, I'm gonna give up, friend. This piece didn't give up. This piece didn't give up. Uh, this guy, Norm Howell, and this. Man, probably being that mix. Uh, Luke Kennard definitely. They're trying to give a Luke Kennard for a minute, minute now, but obviously he died. And he would take that for for Kyrie. If you can go attach the first to one of those guys, like Powell or, or, or Covington, maybe. I, I like Covington. Give me Covington. Give me Covington and give me Kennard to make the money work. And the first round pick, and he's yours. He's all yours. I'll have him sign. So I'll pack his. I'll go to his house and pack his bags for him. I'll pack him. I'll get him up out of there. I'll get him to you all. We'll ship him up out of there. Yeah. And you get. I it. think you're gonna have to take back to one of the somebody on the, the guard aspect too, because let's say Kyrie. Oh yeah, you're right. Let's right. say Kyrie because it's Kyrie. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's Kyrie, John yes. Wall, and Reggie Jackson. That would not work. No, absolutely. You absolutely yes. Thank you for reminding me. So uh, forget Luke Kennard, you can keep him. Give me Reggie Jackson and give me Covington, which is that's a haul. Or just give me one of them. I'll I, I won't get greedy. Give me one. 
Give me Reggie Jackson. You need to get rid of the one in the point guard room. Reggie Jackson, the first round pick. Small price to pay for a guy against Kyrie Irving. I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take uh, Reggie Jackson. He, he, he'll, he'll be great here in Brooklyn. Looks like Bobby Schmerber. <laughs> so open, right? <laughs> Yeah, we got some takes that's gonna make them laugh. We got a couple of takes that's gonna make them laugh, bro. No, Pat, Pat, Mon, Pat Dad, too dark to be in Utah. That might be the title of the episode right there. No, <laughs> 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 in all seriousness, I think it this man said, "Nah, he's been in the oven a little bit too long." It's not even that. Nah, he's just too dark for Utah. <laughs> so you don't know more oh, than no, you're talking about. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. He don't go for young black horses and they're going to try to stick him or something. <laughs> Forget he ain't talking about the community. He think Danny Ainge wants that? Danny Ainge has nothing to do with that. You know, you know who he played for back in the day with that Boston squad. Danny Ainge, she's Pat Bevin, such a clutch as well. That's supposed to be fun. <laughs> That's just love. That's just love. He put it. He grabs it in his pocket and grips it as tight as possible. You know how old white guys put it in the back, the back pocket, too. He grabs his ass. He's trying to hide the wallet. And then he packs it in a pickpocket. In all seriousness, I think the Reggie Jackson is a first season night deal. I think it's a fair deal. I don't think it's a big ass. And Reggie Jackson actually fits nicely in Brooklyn. That's what I look for. I think Reggie Jackson would be a perfect fit in Brooklyn. And it will. Let them get back to what they was before when it was Kenny Atkinson there, D'Lo. I think oh, you bring Reggie Jackson there, he would flourish in that. Then you see Reggie Jackson that we saw in the Clippers in the playoffs. But Reggie Jackson, like when he was balling too, when he was in OKC, I think you're going to see a good Reggie Jackson with that team. And we're currently constructed to. Ben Simmons will still be there. They still play both at the same time? Reggie Jackson, Ben Simmons, you still got Patty Mills. Seth you still got Claxton, Seth Curry, Harris. I think there will be, and I don't like how they're treating Joe Harris because I, I get he's coming off an of injury, but they're making it seem propaganda. Like, propaganda. You know, Joe Harris is loved by the Nets. I can, you don't like, listen to these national writers. Listen, listen to beat writers. Beat writers doesn't tell you Joe Harris is not someone the Nets trying to throw away. John Marks loved that man. Every Nets fan is real. I love Joe Harris. I'm like, bro, this man was just basically our best, like kind of three and D guy. And All now of a he's trash. Yeah, he's a throwing for the. Okay, you heard about him being a throwing for the Lakers. How convenient! How, that's Lakers propaganda. He's got Lakers like Hitler, just throwing things out there, trying to trying to sway us into their nonsense, to, to, just to persuade you into ridiculousness. Why wouldn't you just be a throwing in the Kyrie trade? Why would I give you Kyrie and Joe Harris? Why would I do that for Russell Westbrook? Why would I do that? Clear the brook. Clear the brook. Clear the brook. Yeah, clear the brook. All right. <laughs> Westbrook. He not, yo. I'm not clearing no books. That's, that's Lakers, good. Lakers gonna have to. They made this bad. They gonna have to just sit in it, bro. It might be that, but they have to trade Russell Westbrook now. No, no, this is a come. They have. He has to be gone. Cause you got, he's very, you got very publicly disrespected. I'm so saying, he has to be traded. How is this even? How, like, where does he go? You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I like it. It has to be a team that's, that's, space and yeah. that's willing to do that. But it's like. For what reason would you even bring him to the organization with how he's been playing? And it's obvious the level of which you you said the lack of self awareness and the level of just I mean we just say it, it's just arrogance. Yep. The fact, like to me, 
him showing up some league and like actually helping coach some of the young players. Do you not understand? They don't weird. Exactly, it's weird energy. They don't want you. You think they said LeBron didn't say a word to him? He did it. You think LeBron's even his personal mess? And then LeBron was like, "Packing up from home." <laughs> he was he was focused on training. It's like it's like he it's almost true. thinks that he's bigger than LeBron or he's gonna outlast the situation. No, LeBron, you're not. You're not back in OKC. You're not the biggest thing here. You can be the model citizen that you want. You can help out the young players. You can make sure, hey, do an in and out and shoot it like this. You're not wanted here. That's weird to me. The fans hate him too. It's not like it's just the organization. He messed it. I think fans hate I think it would have worked out if he didn't do what he did in that X interview. He literally was like, yo, sports earth. Sports earth. And he took shots. He took shots at Bron and AD. And AD. Yeah. He did. Don't tell me you want to come back and you taking shots at Bron and AD. You oh, you're smiling at Darvin Ham's uh, 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 press conference. It's weird to me. Like, you're oblivious to what's going on. That was weird. Darvin Ham I mean, saying that means nothing because you scorch earth, Genie Bus don't want to deal with it. And more importantly, which I this is where I feel is weird energy. It's like, I don't know if he's just being hopeful. I don't know if he, you know, we didn't know that he went through concussion protocol last year. But Bron don't want you. Have you not seen the tea leaves in the past and what happens? I don't care how close, because they said that they're good friends. He will, first time Kendrick Perkins said anything right in like three months. Bron don't care about the friendship. Bron will trade. Bron had D-Wade came to Cleveland for 12 games and said, bye, send that man back. <laughs> and you think you're going to be different, Russ? This man traded D-Wade. Yo, nah, that's not going to work. I don't know. I don't know what he's been doing outside of Miami. Well, that was a nasty team. That was. I was disgusting, like, but that's my point. That man, that man, that man, yeah. the thing I never forget. I never forget. Brown had a game with Isaiah Thomas with the jump in his man's arm. He did. I'm trading you tomorrow, boy. We're not going to say, oh. Push you. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what he did. <laughs> I, think, I think it was. Oh no, that's my that's my point. Yeah, right. That's how that's how don't, 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 that's how ruthless he is in regards of I want to win. So Rush, what makes you think you're gonna be different? And Genie Bus. Genie is just shots being fired towards towards Braun for sure about how KB. KB, she alluded, we all know Kobe Who Bryant. Who calls Kobe KB anyway? What is that about? Kobe Bryant is the greatest Laker ever, and he would understand, and he would know what to do and what's going on. Jeannie act like she don't know what she signed up for with Bron Kane. Yo, you gave the man this power. Now that he has the power, now you want to be Kanye. No man should have all this power. Make it make sense, Jeannie. He got you a ring. Right. So what, what's the problem now, Jeannie? You know what the time was. You run up, you run up, you run a bodega. Somebody came in and turned a bodega into a Walmart, and you upset. Right. Is Bron's fault that AD hasn't been healthy? AD is street clothes. Is Bron's fault because of that? Right. You think he'll be back next year? After this contract is up, I think Bron gone. Right. Between the, the Russ situation and then Jeannie Buss doing this, like, bro, come on. The Jeannie Buss situation, is she, is she talking about Kyrie? 
if she's talking about like, he wants Kyrie, then if I heard there's some good in the organization that some people don't want Kyrie, they better do a deal for a buddy deal. Yes, but I'm saying it's gotten even worse because of the Kyrie situation. Kyrie thing in the fold. LeBron's the only guy who's really pushing, is really pushing for Kyrie heavy. And the organization's like, we want Buddy Hill. We want to make a more sensible trade. Which I also, it does, it makes some sense. I, the Black Panther, you bring up the organization, if anything could pop off, all right? Like, and it could be, he might not play that next. So I understand why they might have some fear about it. But you have to make a Kyrie trade. Like, you, you have to take the risk. Isn't that what the Lakers are? The Lakers are a team that does everything they can to win battle. And while Kyrie's not associated with winning, Kyrie and Braun are carrying it. Just, you take a chance on that. Plus, what are you going to do? Run, run Westbrook out there every year? Let's see, let's see how receptive your fans are to that. Like, you know, like, they forget that in LA, there's a lot of things you can go watch. Does the basketball season, wow. football season coincide? The Rams are good. The Chargers have Jay Harbo. I don't got to be here. I got go to go to the crib and watch, and watch them in the crib. I gotta go over there and watch them play. Shoot for you. Bro, they'll go chill at the beach. They'll go do anything else. They will longboard. What do they do over there? You know, like they'll do anything but be in the in 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 crypto. They'll go watch a drive-by in Compton instead of instead of watching Russell Westbrook play Bachelor of Crips in, in the crib. Alright, they'll watch real crips. So I don't I don't understand like taco trucks. I don't understand what like what's going on, like and you have O'Brien signed for this, this idea. And there's not even a way, right way to operate as an owner. What are you doing? Why are you subtweeting as an owner? You're worth billions of dollars, you idiot. Why are you subtweeting LeBron James? And LeBron is up to leave. So if LeBron leaves Lakers, where are you guys at? Where is this organization at if LeBron leaves? This is the thing. I don't think that nobody in the organization seems to really understand. Do I like everything that Bron has done? Heck no. The thing is, though, y'all brought AD in to be the guy once Bron leaves to still keep us in championship conversation. It's been established. He's not that guy. He's not him. Bron being there still gives you the opportunity of getting people that want to go play with Bron. If it's just AD, let's be honest. Who's signing up to go play with AD? That's a legitimate star. A legitimate star. Who's doing that? If I'm anybody else, any other star in the league, Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, if um, Bradley Bill want to get up my contract, then I want to go possibly play with AD for 20 games out of 82. For the most part, I would see him with his hair picked out, his chains, basketball sneakers on, but not play. I mean, it just feels like they they, they can sense the writing on the wall that this thing is not going to move towards a championship anytime soon. So, I mean, clearly they're not making real moves towards winning another championship. Like they got one in the bubble, and that was that was good. They got one. With LeBron, but he's not getting any younger. AD's not getting any healthier, and they don't really have much draft capital moving forward. So that's why they're hesitant to do any of these trades where they have to include a first round pick because the team is not going to be that good in like two or three years. Because if you're relying on AD, 
I mean, they might not be that good this year. Kyrie yeah. is your window, though. Kyrie does. Your window. extends your window. He's a younger player. He extends your window. I know you don't want to attach him to Kyrie. Kyrie's reputation is so bad. But that would even, can you imagine? For one year, they'll extend it for one year. No, I'm extend to extension. I think the thing extension? is, right? Because we go, you'll see, you get Kyrie here, right? LeBron retires. LeBron will stay, by the way. I'm saying, oh, you know, know I'm saying that big picture. Big picture. It'll be, let's say, Kyrie and AD. AD. Someone, someone else is coming. Yeah. Someone else is coming in that scenario. <laughs> maybe KD come play after the fact. We don't know. With that, with that. Line up the all. I mean, with those two, only thing I could see where it works for the Lakers, and I'm not talking about in championship regard. You can see probably something along the lines of where those dog years when Kobe was just putting up stats. That's what you'll end up seeing, I think. If Kyrie, you bring Kyrie, you're not going to win a championship in the big picture. Probably not. All depends who comes. But the most, but at least what you'll get. You're going to have people in the seat because Kyrie might go for 15 back. Same thing that you had when Kobe was in those down years. You knew at any point, any given night, Kyrie might drop six. Kobe might drop 64. He might drop 81. So people was in, even with losing basketball, people were in the seats. Yeah. I'm not going to go to the beach. Kobe might drop. Kobe might do this. That's the best scenario outcome I see with Kyrie in a long term coming. That he's going to put up some great stats. It's going to be exciting basketball. He's going to, in between, cross, cross, ooh, ooh, not shoot, cross, cross, not shoot, layup. That's just going to bring more chaos to the Lakers. I mean, because there's not going to be much winning. When has it been? Be when's the last time it hasn't been any chaos with the Lakers? And it's just going to be a cycle, though. Like, this whole Kyrie, every other team he goes to, it's just a cycle. Like, the high is getting him, the low is having him. <laughs> because having him means you got to deal with all the BS that comes with him, whether that's the injuries, that's you know any stance that he takes, and stance. He has to show the work. He has to show up. That's a stance. There, he's taking a stance. PTO. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Kyrie that you just mentioned, I think, is great. Which I think how you should view it. When you get Kyrie in the training, when you hear the talks of getting Kyrie, it's like that. It's like the wedding thing. It's mad excitement. It's rainbows and cookies and great, great. And then you forget, yo, after the wedding is done, you actually got to be with this person every day. Every day you got to put in the work in with Kyrie like, yo, Practice, man. No, don't don't run your own practice. Let let Darvin Ham let him run the practice, and that's it. Yo, can we get you to come to fifty plus games? You there now compromising with this man, trying to get him to come to work. It's like a marriage when you get with Kyrie, and teams seem to forget sometimes. Like yo, there's a whole lot that come before you decide to say that you I do with Kyrie. You know what's coming. What's, Come with some extra stuff. Are y'all built for that? And I don't know of any yeah, franchise. Well, Bronze did built for that, and he's not. Big not. picture. That's what I'm saying. I don't know of any yeah. franchise that really is built for Kyrie and everything that comes with Kyrie. You have to, you have to like marry this deal to when Bronze gets in the league. You know, when Bronze gets in the league, Bronze out of there anyways. 
regardless of whether or not he leaves. I don't think he want to do that to Bronny. I don't think LeBron would want Bronny to learn from Kyle. No, I'm saying, like, yeah, Bron- yeah. well, Bron will be a body big boy. I mean, the Lakers won't have the number one pick or what number one pick. But they might, I mean, that that he might go like number top 10 because because of the LeBron factor. He might actually go top 10 because of it. it, it you know, even if he's not deserving of it, which I think, you know, let's not talk too soon on him. Well, we got to wait until two years from now. So LeBron's on a two year, I mean, you know, a two year timetable. Two year window. LeBron was going to sign a one and one, anyways. Maybe he re up with these guys. Two years deal. Don't 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 say that. That'd be great. That'd be great. A lot of shirts get a little happiness. They're going to go to the light skinny, the light skinny, King himself. The media darling himself. Andy Mino's favorite. Summer League standouts. Summer League standouts in some leagues, yeah. Keegan Murray looks really good for the the Kings. I like I like his game. I don't like him on the Kings. Yeah, I was about to say, but how do you think he fits with the De'Aaron Fox combination with Malik Monk? We'll have to see. I mean, he fits. He fits good as well. He fits well. It's just you know, they just suck. Kings. Kings will be the Kings. Right. Do you think he'll be in the Rookie of the Year conversation? He yeah. could be. Yeah. It's a lot of young guys. Maybe on Mitchell, I love Mitchell. Sabonis also. Sabonis, Sabonis, that's right. They're going to play a lineup where Sabonis is the five of five. He may just be the five for everybody all year. That might be their plan. You know, Keegan Murray, floor four, and then you have, you know, De'Aaron Fox and Davion Mitchell in the backcourt. And I don't know who your three is. I'm just kind of blending. Harrison Barnes still there. Oh, Harrison Barnes still there. God, that's terrible, man. Harrison Barnes. With the Keep getting that check. He don't care. I mean, he, he just clearly doesn't care. <laughs> so what, Keegan Murray going to play the two? You can work good for it. Six, six, eight. Put a four in the NBA. Three, four. You get you shifted. You get you shifted. I think Harris Barnes is nine. Because head to that ball. So I think he could be a four or something. That's the way it works. I think Paolo, another standout, too. He's playing so well, they just shut him down. So there's nothing else you need to do. He clearly's going to want to Yeah. He's clear. That's what I said. I was like, yeah. why are we not even talking about you're, it? You're absolutely right. Did you I'm have did you have any issue with them setting him out for the rest of the summer week? No, because it's like, I mean, we saw EJ Liddell just got hurt towards ACL. So why risk your number one pick in games that don't matter when the point is to see him play in games in the fall and the spring? I think the other thing, too, that because you saw mixed reviews, you saw mixed reviews, but the thing you gotta remember when you have a pal, when you have a Chet, when you have a Barney Smith, when you have top draft picks like that going against the Antonio Burnett's of the world, they're trying to get a roster spot. Their spot is solidified. So you'll see an Antonio Burnett in the world dive on a loose ball and that, oh, Chet is out for the whole season. You don't want that. You know? yeah. You don't. You really don't want that because, out of everybody else in that roster, their spot is guaranteed. Everybody else there is hungry, fighting for a spot in summer league. Whether it's to be on an NBA roster, to be on an Olympic, I said Olympic overseas roster, they're fighting. They're fighting for a job. Their jobs are solidified. You are. You draft them that high for a reason. You see them. All right, cool. Now, go back to Orlando. Go work out with Cole Anthony and go. 
build chemistry with the rest of the squad and no bombing in them. Because at least over there, we'll know it's controlled. And we know we're not going to see Jalen Suggs diving for a loose ball at your feet. We're not going to see if you drive past money, nobody's going to try to block you and it's a freak accident. You're not going to see that. Send him back to Orlando. I'm surprised they didn't do that already with Chet and Jabari. Send them back. Send them back to Houston. Send them back to OKC. You don't look the best. No, but yeah. it's early. I mean, you don't look more, more how many times the players got uh, drafted high and they don't look that great? It's yeah. not fair. I'm just really underwhelmed by him. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Houston, Tari Eason. Damn, that is now that's that's the, that should have been their third overall pick. They had it backwards. That guy is something else. Woo! Yeah, he's special. He's special. That's a standout. That's a standout by every in every way and every word. That that they a bright future over there. Jalen Williams also has been playing good. I like yeah, I like the really good. I think Grimes good at basketball. Grimes has looked really good. I mean, let's put it as it is. He's averaging like twenty four. Miles over to Miles. He's saying good thing that Jalen Williams is good at basketball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mentioning <laughs> OKC. Talking about Loretta Devon? Uh, yes. <laughs> Another person who looks good is Benedict Oh yeah, he's tough. Even he's though he come crazy talking about LeBron like that, but I mean, he looked like he would say something like that. Do you think? Speaking of that, do you think the uh, players now are coming into the draft? A little bit too cocky. Like it's one thing to be like obviously confident in yourself, and obviously you don't want to say like, "Yo, so Antonio, you was drafted. Do you think Miles is better than you?" Heck no. Of course, that part I think is no problem. But to the extent that Matherin is gone, even check some of the stuff that he said. Do you think the players now coming into the league are a little bit too cocky? And especially not only that, but they're cocky and. Saying in these interviews, I mean, they're young, so they don't really know any better than you know what they've been doing, which every level they've been the best player yeah. that they've been at. So, of course, I'm gonna come with this confidence because it's like I'm a top draft pick, you know who I am, I'm gonna come in this league, I'm gonna kill, but at the same time, they're gonna come in this league and have growing pain, so at the same time. There's going to be times where, you know, the words don't match with what they're doing on the court. So they got to take their lumps, try to develop. And I mean, most of these young kids, it takes them maybe a good year or two to really get their footing in the league. Even, who was it? Jalen Green, it took him almost a whole season to kind of get his footing in the NBA. So he had the same confidence. Let's see what happens with these guys too. 
because they're not exactly playing with the roster that's going to be there in the season. Like they're playing with, you know, Joe, you get overseas home. guys. I mean, Joe, you can get home with what he did. And I, I, uh, Bendick, a guy named Bendick can definitely get home with what he's looking at right now. This is good. This is good. Um, Speaking of, you mentioned OKC, you speak in Houston. Which, which franchise you think in the West, and I'm asking the East, which of these franchises do you think has the brightest future, brightest future and will be able to get in the playoffs in the next three years? Sacramento, Houston, OKC. Probably the Kings. Because they have most, they have the most pieces that are ready to compete right now. Houston, all these, it's a young team. I do like Houston, Houston squad right now. I think Houston will win like maybe one year away. One year, one year to be a, a, a playing team. Oh, Not playing, saying, playing. but I think they I think I like. I really, really like Houston's roster. I read Jalen Green, Josh Christopher. You got Tata Washington. They got in the draft. You got Eason. You got Jabari Smith, you got Sim Gould. It's a lot of nice young pieces over there. They can put it together because next year, as you already alluded to, Utah can have all the money in the world. Nobody want to go there. Houston, on the other hand, you might see if we got to choose, Houston is a more likable destination than Utah. Houston has a nice Button star veterans to that mix. I don't see why they're not in the a seventh AC or in that conversation. I mean, they have to trade for a star. I don't think any star is going to just you know openly pick Houston to come and play. Maybe not. not, not, not that's what I said. A button star slash a, a nice veteran piece that'll fit with them. So who's to say exactly what they need? Maybe they need a my next season, a veteran point guard to be able to get them good shots and the customer. They played really good basketball towards the end of the season. I agree. Sacramento's probably the logical answer. Yeah, I just yeah. really, really like what Houston is doing. I get no, I would too. I think if you rank what these teams like, what teams are like, if you rank them closest to furthest away, I think it's going to go the Kings. Mm-hmm. And then I, I okay, so here's speaks to me. No, but they have Shy. They reach the kid about Shy is really, really good at basketball. You got a we're talking or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you should you have Dan, Jalen Williams, uh, Chet. Chet's gonna be a good role. I know about All Star. We'll see. Hopefully, he puts on weight and doesn't become an All Star or whatever. I think that could happen, but let's just see if he puts on weight. Um, his legs look like yeah. if you step on them, it'll just shatter. His legs look like cricket legs. Yeah, it looks like he's never done calf raises before. He doesn't have calves. He's bones. <laughs> in the in the east, same question. Orlando, Detroit, Washington. Detroit. Man, I really, do they Atlanta? 
No, Orlando, oh, Detroit, Orlando. Washington. Orlando, Detroit. Oh, Detroit, Detroit number one. They got Kenny, they got Sadiq, they got Ivan. I think Sadiq, too, is about to come back and have a big game. Yeah, I was yeah. reading some he's stuff. They're going to forward to something different. They're going to something different. Yeah. Sadiq, they said it so far, right? So what I've been reading is I, I love it. So they said Sadiq Bay worked so hard that the Pistons staff told this man at the end of the season, they told him to take a vacation. Man said, "I right, cool, since I forced him to do that, I'd do that. But he didn't really take one. So where is Sadiq Bay at right now? This man is in Colorado, training in Colorado, slash vacationing, and doing hikes in that air. And you know how hard it is to have good stamina in the Colorado within air. He's coming back. I really think he's going to come back next season and really ball out. I love all the reports I'm hearing about Sadiq Bay and his work ethic and how much he really is a hard worker and he's improving his talent. And you mix that with Cade, Jay, and Ivy. You still got then they get um Christian Wood in the mix too? Where yeah, they did. Christian Wood is in the mix, right? No where? Dallas, Dallas. Oh I see. Who they who's the um, I got him confused and so we got the same hairstyle badly. Never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be my life. All I, all I heard, when I heard that story and that situation, all I thought to myself was Sadiq Bates going to make a great vigilante in some way basketball. I can see it. He's be out there in alleyways beating people up for no goddamn reason. There's no reason why you should be that motivated to do anything. <laughs> no, he's going to be, he's going to be, um, they're going to be really good. They're the number one team. The Wizards probably number two with their Brad. Brad, just you know, Brad's still Brad. The young lady, young lady's come, he's very, you know, okay with not winning championships, but I think it'll be a good enough team eventually where, like, it'll make some sense that he's there. I've heard stats. Then Orlando, it all depends on. Oh, don't be mad at him, they got his money. If yeah. I were him, if I were him, no, I'm, I'm, I've been told to do the same thing by I'm, my wife. I'm throwing the shade at the, <laughs> his little speech to the AAU players. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. At the stats. <laughs> it's a really interesting speech to give considering. Yeah. Really interesting speaking to you when in your current situation, you only put up stats. That's really all there is. You don't sports. impact winning in Washington. But that's a whole nother episode. It is another that's not worth an episode. We ain't about to talk about Washington DC sports on this damn podcast. I'll retire before then. Orlando. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it depends on Paolo. Like he's the number one pick. You're expecting him to be <laughs> At some point, like for anyone else, I think. Weren't they like starting Arthur Hampton like last year? Or well, that's the thing. Like, they got too many guards. Not even just that. Arthur Hampton sucked. Like, so that they're not good. <laughs> well, and he was starting because I think Cole was out. Cole did get injured. Cole was Cole playing was well. I, not, that, I, saw, I swear I saw them play together. The they did time. at one point, yeah. but Cole got injured. They were talking about Bristol like a year ago. Oh, yeah. And now he's like playing like. Big three and like when he played the rappers, he'd be like Chris Brown's party. Like, <laughs> so what? <laughs> Yo, um, Bristol, <laughs> Bristol is doing his thing, bro. He's oh, playing. He's playing the cards that he was dope. He's that. He's that. Like, what's that? What's that white guy uh, on 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 Instagram who be dribbling and like the little short, skinny looking guys? Uh, I know what you're talking. That's why they don't go by. 
They probably gonna start Markel Folks. He was coming off an injury, which is okay. why, which this is why is Hampton game. was playing. They're in last place. Oh well, yeah, of course. You can't start Markel three. So is Markel Folks, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and RJ Hampton in the mix? Yeah, they're not serious. You can go real small and just have your all guard on. I like Franz Wagner though. Yeah, I like Franz Wagner. I like I like Cole I like him. Oh, I'm still lukewarm. I like him a little bit. He can show some ability. And I like and I like uh, Paolo. But I think they're still in last place. Brad Buell and and uh, Monty. Hey, the other thing too, you ain't see Jonathan Isaac a lot. You know, his yeah, stance two years. and his stance and whatnot. You know. Jonathan. The only thing I remember about him is he couldn't take a knee because he was a knee for God. That's all I remember about Jonathan Isaac. That's it. That's it. That's all I remember about Jonathan Isaac. That's it. I'm not saying anything about the stance. I'm just saying that's all I remember about Jonathan Isaac. That's it. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen him. That's the thing. That's the last time I saw him. He was telling us that. Yeah. That he couldn't take a knee. So, one of the things that went um... <laughs> I'm not saying it was bad about the stance. I'm just saying the last thing I remember. <laughs> one of the things, we got two more before we get out of here. Um, for those that's watching, it's two more topics before we get out of here. Um, one of the things that went viral, and we're going to get through this one quick. Maturin is realizing that Ray Allen is better than Clay Thompson. I just want to hear from y'all. That cap of facts. That's facts. It's been facts. I mean, people think Ray Allen. Oh, why are you making a face? About what? What did you say? Ray Allen's better than Clay Thompson. Oh. I just want that dumb crap Ray Allen told that kid that it's no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. That was dumb. He's an idiot. I thought you were a man. We're not. We wouldn't bring that up at all. Like, if you look at Ray Allen early on, it was completely different from what he was, was back in his career. He wasn't just a spot of shooter. He was getting it off the drip. He was posterizing you. So, I, I, but Ray Allen's definitively better than Ray Allen. Yeah. Definitively. I'm not even, I don't think it's a 50 big. No. In the conversation of shooting guards, right? Who you want? Ray Allen, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. No hesitation. Ray Allen, James Harden. James Harden. At his peak. Don't even say anything else. Nah, I might say, say he's fat. I, 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 do, I, know, I do hate that fat man, but it's not just that. Like, when he was good, when he was great, but what was great? Ray's won. Like he's he's got. And I know he, he wasn't the main guy. I get that. But like, clearly James Harden could be the main guy on your team. You're gonna win anyways too. So I'd rather take Ray. I know Ray can contribute more to winning than I think James can in a playoff series. And that's what I care about. I, when you're that great, I don't care about your ability to win regular season games, win MVPs. Okay, cool. Ray, James Harden is a better pure basketball player. But if I'm talking about winning basketball games, all I really care about. Seriously, as a, this is the coach you're talking, I'm taking Ray Allen. I don't, I don't want a loser, and Jay Harden's a fat loser. Ray Allen. <laughs> so I said, Ray Allen, Vin Sandy. Who? Ray Allen. Oh, Vin Sandy. No, <laughs> no, no. Vin Sandy, Vince Carter, Vince Carter. Uh, Matthias. Oh. Yeah, net, that net's Vince Carter. That's so live. That's what he wants to say. It's not even just that. He was cold. Uh, he, was, he was. He was really good. Yeah, he was so much better. I'm taking this, bro. Okay. All right. Ray Allen, Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady. T Mac. T Mac is better at basketball than him, but again, it's the same conversation. Shout out 
But that's what we're talking about. Who you, yeah, who you want? Who yeah, you want? Who you want? T-Mac's old, though. Ray Allen. And I'm going to do some modern ones, like, today's here. Ray Allen, Devin Booker. Who you want? I said Ray Allen. T-Book is better than him, though. But T-Book is better than him. Finals appearance. And it sure is always because, I mean, Chris Paul was. I'm saying it wasn't. Because it wasn't. It was, 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 was really. D-Book was also a big part. D-Book. I'll get D-Book in Ray Allen. Yeah. Bradley Bill. Ray. 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 Bradley Bill's better than people posting the future of the A-Tonics and playing basketball game today. Oh, That's no. another title right there, too. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that one down. Bradley Bill <laughs> is better <laughs> at giving AAU speeches than playing basketball. <laughs> Now, the last thing that we have to talk about. He's cold. Definitely, you guys are crazy. He's cold. Well, you already know the vibes. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) Already know the vibes. This is to grow the pod. So we got to put that one out there. We're going to put that one out there. You know what I'm talking about? The best? Growing this this big lead that they You talking about? We just beat up all that big Yeah. Y'all look like two and a half names right now, but it was like eight a couple weeks ago. mention his. I'm going to mention ours. So I'll start for ours. We have Pat Mahomes first, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers third, Joe Burrow four, Tom Brady was five. Jay Herbal was six, Lamar Jackson was seven, Stafford was eight, Russell Wilson was nine, Kyler was ten. Now on ESPN, they have A-Rod first, Pat Mahomes second, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Stafford at six, J. 
Jay Herbo at seven, Russell Wilson at eight, Mr. Cosby at nine, and Dak Prescott, Prescott at ten. No Lamar Jackson on this list. Well, Kyle either. That's nice. What's, what's the reasoning for that? So if Kyler, if Kyler is so on his list, who are you? He's fun to watch. Who are you taking? He's fun to watch. <laughs> what? Why? Why would that be in over over Kyler? Is is that no, that's fun to watch? Who should be over him? It's Lamar. Why? Well, I, I agree with that. That that shouldn't be in the top ten. That's what my problem with these stars. What about Mister All Fours? Well, no, should be. I mean, if we're going off, getting your Gucci does not get you in the top ten. <laughs> I mean, he's still a top ten quarterback in this league. It's just, you know, the way you view him outside of football is. Um, but he could take off a year, two years, and just automatically he's back in the top ten. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I the think so. I, he is really good. He is I really good. I wouldn't. I mean, what he did with the Texans. That was it's magic. That was yeah. He got kicked in his eyes. If we, football. if we're keeping Deshaun in this list, Deshaun got to be ten then, and Lamar. Moves up in his list. Matt Stafford's not better than Deshaun Watson, though. If all things are equal. I know. It's funny, though, because like when Deshaun was playing, people were putting him in the top five. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, could, that was I could agree with y'all that, all right, he's still on the list. But being that we haven't seen it, I can understand why he's further down on the list. I get that, too. Because we're talking about going into the next season. Stafford's coming off winning Super Bowl. He actually... I guess got the monkey off his back and he played good in the playoffs. Cool. So I could see him being higher. What I can't understand is how Lamar Jackson doesn't hit this list at all. And the disrespect for Lamar has been there from day one. Before he even got to down here, bro. He's kind of coming off the down here. They they won games when he was playing. But I mean it was almost a one to one ratio, touchdown to interception. Yeah, one of the worst offensive lines in football. Okay. Which, by the way, is Pat, we didn't get them. So we're not getting Daniel Jones that fast. No, no, no. But Russell Wilson's had to deal with that his whole career, where he's played behind a terrible offensive line and didn't make fantastic. So we can use the offensive line. By the way, he struggled behind offensive line, too. He's had struggles, too. Wilson's had Wilson's had struggles last year behind a bad offensive line. He didn't want to do it. That's not why you played bad. He's too, he's entirely too Christian and cheating. He's gonna, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. He's gonna play the right way all the time. That's yeah, what, he's that's on him. fire tonight. He's on fire tonight. <laughs> he is on fire tonight. Russell Wilson. I really feel one of those is definitely <laughs> one of those is going to hit. It's going. It's going to go mini viral. One of those is has to hit. One of those has to hit. Lamar. We just going. I'm gonna go down the list of names and tell me who you want going into this season. Who do you want as your starting quarterback? Lamar Jackson, Burrow. Burrow. Are you gonna decide? Are you gonna, I, I don't, uh, this is not, this is not easy. I don't hate the disrespect for that guy. Yeah, yeah, because no. So that, Miles has Joe Burrow. Burrow going into the season. That's who he wants. I'll take I'll take Burrow for now. I'm gonna say Joe Burrow. I'll take, I'll take Jimmy Neutron for now. Somebody gotta say it for Chris, because he wouldn't he wouldn't let you, you know, just get away with puffing and puffing over here. He can sleep on now. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Jay Herbo is really good. No, he's great. So I think I would take Jay Herbo. I'm not taking it. I can't pick up the white person. Lamar. 
He's not done with the list. You could take Herbo. You could be honest. You could take I don't know. I don't know. Seriously, Lamar is really good. Let's stop. Let me stop. I don't like the whole point of a quarterback is being able to, you know, pass. You decide. Yo, 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 mom's at Maripolis right now. He sells Maripolis. How? Yo, put a picture of Terrence Thomas in his mouth. Terrence Thomas. Yo, you set it up beautifully too. That's the whole thing. Do you want to hold it? Do you want to <laughs> no. You want somebody who's gonna hit the open man, or you want Pat White? <laughs> Don't do yo. You're wild. Yo, you're wild. Because Lamar can definitely pass your tweaking. Well, you can't pass. Out. He's a great pass. I know he's gonna prove me wrong this year. He's gonna prove a lot of people. No, nah, don't do that. No, don't talk to your full black knight. You can't be Kyrie Irving. You can't be Kyrie Irving. Black. You can't be Kyrie Irving. It's too late. Over here, like Ebro, just taking my words and running with them. Lamar Jackson. I'm sweating, bro. Dak Prescott. Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Matthew Stafford. Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Easy. Easily. Overmaster. Lamar. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> no. Lamar Jackson. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Going into next season. Lamar. Tom Brady. Lamar. Woo. Woo. Hey, Lamar over Tom Brady. Going season. Lamar Jackson. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun. Deshaun. Last one. Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. Lamar Jackson. This, I'll, I'll take no, I'm taking Lamar. I'm taking Lamar just because he said Bumble Country was riding like that. Let's ride. Yeah, Lamar. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> My bad. Last one. I totally forgot. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Lamar. Lamar. You stay ready. You don't got to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace. Yeah.